Isle Royale, Lake Superior's Island National Park, is a naturalist playground. It's home to an estimated 30-odd wolves and nearly 1,000 moose, all protected from hunters. For decades now, a team of researchers have been surveying the wolf and moose populations. But this winter, things did not go according to plan. An exceptionally warm winter has meant deteriorating ice. And unstable ice means that the ski planes researchers use do not have stable ground to land on. Today, we're speaking to one of those researchers about a record-breakingly warm winter and Isle Royale's animal populations. This is Stateside. I'm April Baer. Rolf Peterson is a research professor in forest resources and environmental science at Michigan Tech. He's part of the team that collects census information on moose and wolves. First off, will you tell us a little bit more about the work that you and your team do on Isle Royale? How long has the census been going on? I think this is the 66th winter. I started in 1958, and every year uh, in a small airplane, biologists have been counting the number of wolves and the number of moose and the number of moose that the wolves kill for a seven-week period in the winter to get an idea of what nature in the raw really looks like when human presence isn't overwhelming. There aren't that many places in the continental U.S. that are as remote as Isle Royale. Why is it, though, that this interaction between between predator and prey species, why is that of such interest to, to scientists like yourself? Well, I think it's uh, there's probably three things. It's protected by the National Park Service as a national park. It's isolated, uh, quite isolated, and it's an island. And the island means that only a few of the major players from the boreal forest have gotten there, and wolves, wolves and moose are the primary ones of interest. How do you track the animals? From a little airplane in the wintertime, mostly following uh, tracks in the snow. Sometimes there are radio collars on animals, but year in and year out, it's tracks in the snow that allow us to find wolves and determine what they're doing. I feel a little silly asking this, but is it possible to tell one animal from another from the height of the plane? Uh, it's not a silly question at all. I mean, it took me a few years before I could distinguish fox tracks from wolf tracks. I mean, you start out wondering whether a moose track is is any different, but that's an easy one. But no, it, it's, uh, it's a long learning curve. Yeah. And how long does the team usually stay up there to, to do the census work? Well, we, we aim for seven weeks uh, every year, mid-January to early March. And early March catches the breeding season for wolves, which is usually late February. So that, uh, that seven-week period has sometimes gotten shortened by various weather events. And this year, it was dramatically shortened. Uh, we got out there for a little less than two weeks, and then uh, things just kind of crashed down as, as it got warmer and warmer. All the snow melted off the top. Uh, it's turned almost black. There were still six inches of ice for the most part, but there were cracks starting to show up and holes start showing up at random places. And then uh, there's a sesh in Lake Superior, kind of a, a tidal movement of the water up and down, and that sloshes water up and down through these holes and makes them quite a bit bigger pretty fast. Rolf, have you ever seen conditions like this on Isle Royale? Uh, no, no, we haven't. You know, we have seen El Nino events in the past, and they always bring warm temperatures, and then we don't like them. But uh, usually we have a solid foundation of ice 
beneath the airplane. And December was so warm that we started out without much of a foundation at all. So, and this is certainly the warmest El Nino event that, that I've ever seen, but I've only been doing it for half a century. Only half a century, you say. <laughs> is this the first time that the conversation about ice cover has come up? I wonder what the last few seasons have been like in twenty, uh, the winter of 2023 and 2022. Uh, they were really f- pretty normal. Uh, 23 was a little problematical because we started out without much of a winter, but it turned out okay. Uh, no, the biggest problem the last five years was 2021 when, because of COVID, nobody went there. Yeah, and back in eight, 1983, there was another El Nino. I think that's the year I first learned the word El Nino. And uh, we had to leave a couple of weeks early because the ice was starting to deteriorate. Is there any kind of work that the team can perform in the meantime? Not really. There's no substitute for eyes on the ground. And we did manage to complete a moose census in the 10 days we were there, which is great because that's a really important uh, number. And the number of moose is changing pretty dramatically now after wolves have been restored. So uh, we were happy about that, that we'd like to nail down how many wolves there really are. Can I just ask in a happier year, what's it like being up there on, on Isle Royal? Where do you stay when you're up there? Oh, the National Park Service has a bunkhouse with a wood stove and it's insulated. And, and then the, the, uh, the primary limiting factor is just the weather. And it's wind that grounds us most days, actually, because it's a small little tracking airplane and can't handle much more than about 15 knot winds. Or you just get bounced around too much. We need to take a short break. When we come back... Moose do not like being anywhere near slippery ice when there's wolves around because they're essentially walking on, you know, three-inch high heels. More in a minute. Support for the Stateside Podcast comes from Kalamazoo College, offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. Support for Michigan Public's stateside podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and advice to support people and families. More information at laketrust.org. I wonder, could you say a little bit more about the challenges facing our wolf and moose populations on Isle Royal? Yes, the moose uh, had reached a very high level of almost 2,000 animals by 2018 after a decade when there really weren't operating wolf packs. And that was having dramatic negative effects on the forest. And then the National Park Service introduced a population of wolves to restore wolf predation in uh, 2018 and 2019. And so that restarted the population of wolves, and they immediately increased and began doing what we anticipated they would do, kill moose. And then in the last, in 21 and 22, a lot of moose starved to death because they'd eaten their food supply. And then wolves were also killing moose at a pretty high rate. So combination of starvation and wolf predation brought moose down 
to less than half of what they had been in less in about five years. So we anticipate now with wolves up and running that moose will be pushed down to a much lower level than they are right now. How is the wolf pack doing? Oh, they they took to Isle Royal very nicely once they realized they were stuck there. And I don't know if they realize how lucky they are to be in a place where nobody's killing them because mm-hmm. that's the norm for the mainland. But no, they uh, they live on moose and beaver in the summertime. And it's uh, rather an idyllic place as far as wolves are concerned. So they're they're doing just fine. And moose, we expect, will be uh, brought under pretty severe constraints uh, for the next few years. So the trees are rejoicing. What do we know about the the pack's reproductive capacities being in this very isolated environment? I mean, I guess on the mainland, there would be the possibility of, of solitary wolves joining and leaving. Yeah, and that probably the, the one really unique feature about Isle Royale for wolves is that a, the wolf that disperses from the pack in which it's born can't really get away very far. There's a, some frustrated dispersers out there, I suppose. And, uh, and wolves kill other wolves. Strangers uh, dispersing wolves from other packs uh, are subject to mortality from territorial packs. But there's now a situation where we have two highly territorial packs, maybe three, and that's pretty much the historic norm for the last several decades. So, And the, the packs are organized in pretty much the same places that the original population was. So they've, uh, they've taken hold very nicely. What might the lack of ice cover mean, do you think, for the wolf and moose populations or for maybe other species that you have observed on Isle Royal? Well, the lack of snow especially means that moose have unlimited access to the entire island and they can eat plants that are normally protected by snow. So they have it, they have it very nice this winter. Wolves, uh, when we got there, we immediately saw that they'd been presumably running moose out on glare ice and killing them on uh, very slippery ice. And so wolves are able to take advantage of those conditions. And moose do not like being anywhere near slippery ice when there's wolves around because they're essentially walking on, you know, three-inch high heels and they, they don't have very good traction on ice. So it's been a actually a pretty good year, for certainly for moose, and wolves do what they have to do to find their prey in the wintertime. They have a lot of options, so they're doing quite well, better than we are, actually. Rolf, do you think that the team is going to be able to be out there again next year? Are you are you making plans for more delays in the years to come, or do you think that's something you can even know at this point? Oh, we haven't given up on this year yet. El Ninos usually don't last more than one winter. El Ninos come and go, and scientists don't even understand yet whether they're linked at all to climate change or, or if it's just a kind of a random rearrangement of the of the winds and temperatures in the Pacific Ocean. So it's the Pacific Ocean that's critical to what we're doing at Isle Royal in terms of weather. Rolf Peterson is a professor of forest resources and environmental science at Michigan Tech. And for the past 50 years, he's been on Isle Royal about this time every winter. Rolf, we really appreciate your talking to us and thank you for your work. Thank you for having me, April. And that's the Stateside Podcast for today. I'm April Baer. You can find full Stateside episodes at michiganpublic.org. 
Today's podcast was produced by Rachel Ishikawa, our pod editor. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Ronia Kapansag, Mercedes Mejia, and April Van Buren. Our intern is Olivia Moravian. Our executive producer is Laura Weber Davis. Music for the pod comes from Blue Dot Sessions and from Audio Network. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.